Hello, Beshow. Hi, uh, is this Tom Sharpling? Schlickman, what is it? Sharpling. Sharpling, I'm sorry. I'm going to go to Mike's keister for this this penmanship. Sorry about that. Hey, Tom, this is Todd McDaniels over at McMuffler Mania. Just wanted to say it was great to see you over here on Muffler Row last week, and I'm just calling to see if you're fully stoked on that new muffler we slapped on your sled. Hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, uh, this is not exactly a call I expected at this time of night. Uh, I got to uh, be honest, um, but yeah, okay, yeah, I, I'm I'm satisfied. That's great. That's great. So I, I just need to do a little follow up here. Needs to answer just just a couple questions. All right. Um, sure, sure. On a on a scale of one to fourteen, with one signifying unmitigated epic fail, and fourteen signifying I was today's. I was today years old when I first felt as good about muffler repair. How would you rate the quality of the work you received at McMuffler Mania? Oh, um, yeah, the the work was good. Um, I'd give it a a fourteen. I guess you know my wow. car sounds just like it did. You know when I got it way back in two thousand nine from Gene Simmons Toyota. That's great. That's wonderful. That's what we want to hear. Um, all right. Uh, second one, on a, on a scale of 1 to 14, with 1 signifying unmitigated epic fail and 14 signifying I was today years old when I first felt this good about muffler repair, how would you rate the overall cleanliness of our McMuffler mania? Um, yeah, it was, it was very clean. Fair, it, was, it was very clean. There was, you had plenty of hand sanitizer. There were breath mints all over the place. I think I even saw like a kitty litter box that was uh, there, I guess, in case somebody brought their cat in. Yeah, you know, it does happen. It's, it, it's, it's, uh, you know, we like to uh, make everyone feel welcome, and that's, that's great that you had a good experience there. Okay. Um, on a scale of 1 to 14, with 1 signifying unmitigated epic fail, yeah. and 14 signifying I was today years old when I first felt this good about muffler repair. How would you rate the magazine selection in the McMuffler Mania waiting room? Um, hey, what was your name again? Todd. Todd. <clears throat> Todd, I just got to say, this is, you know, when I was there, you guys asked me, it was like an insane list of things. It was so so long and it was like probably like 80 questions 80 it was like 82 questions or whatever yeah, before you yeah, didn't even give me my car keys and well, can i also just ask what why, why is it one through 14 not like one through five like every other every other survey i've ever taken i don't know i guess that that's just how 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 they did it at the home office i mean it's it, it kind of you know opens up the whole the whole uh you know, uh, answer process. You know, one to five is is very that's that's very tight. It's a tight it's a tight little uh, area of, of numerals. But one to fourteen, that's a that's a wide berth, if you ask me. One through fourteen is a wide berth. 
I think so. Yeah. Sure. Uh, no, it's but, a very. It's a, not uh, the the width of the birth is not the concern. I would. I, I don't think one through five is so wildly limited that you're just like you can't figure out a way to express exactly how you felt about the cleanliness of the 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 waiting room. I, I feel like I could sum that up either in a one through five. Not. A, I don't need no, I fourteen. Don't, I don't know. That's a that's a tight berth, if you ask me. I think we need the one to fourteen, and I I'm going to recommend we stick with it. But you know, your response to the questionnaire is exactly why I'm calling. Um, you only gave me a five out of fourteen in terms of your overall McMuffler mania experience, and I I'm racking my head to figure out why, and I think. I think maybe it's because I wasn't wearing my kilt that day. You know, they, they only give us one each, and mine was flagrantly stained with oil that day, hence the plaid shorts I was wearing. Mm-hmm. The kilt is not the reason why I didn't do 14. I only had five out of 14 for for uh, <clears throat> when, it, when it came to, to the overall experience. And I would say okay. it's because I felt like I was it, it was it, it was it was just it was just a general uncomfortable feel in the air being there, like almost like I was being watched the entire time. Oh, you were. Wait, hold on. What? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, like like any business, we have a whole slew of security cameras positioned all, all around the premises, but. I'll tell you, unlike those other lane businesses, every year we put together an elaborate video comp of our dumbest customers. It's really funny stuff, and and you've pretty much been the star of the last seven. What? Yeah. The la- the last seven what? Years. <laughs> so you're putting together video comps, and what you said it was the dumbest customers. Yeah, yeah. And I, you're, these are like private comps, and and you're not telling the people on them. Oh, don't worry, they're not private. Anyone can watch them over at the McMuffler Mania YouTube page. <laughs> but don't worry, we don't use your name. We just credit you as the creature in the black Fred Perry shirt. Uh huh. Well, I mean, I, I haven't worn a bunch of a whole lot of black Fred Perry shirts in a bit but i haven't plenty so sure okay but we can that fix in, that in post on the on the on this new one you can fix it in post oh yeah yeah you're gonna like comp in a new shirt on me Absol- absolutely yeah uh-huh yeah. well this is this is just this is horrifying todd well well, it's interesting. We actually get a ton of fan mail for you at the shop. Kids just write the creature on the envelope, and somehow they find their way here. You know, it's, it's a real tribute to the, the diligence of, of the U.S. Postal Service, if you ask me. Uh-huh. Okay, great. The diligence. Yeah, let's <clears> – hold on. I'm going to this YouTube channel. Um okay, Oh, you so don't need to do that. No, no, no. I got. I need to – Seriously, you really don't. No, 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 here, let me, I just want to see. If you said I'm on this thing and, oh, my God. Well, now I'm worried you're, gonna, you're not going to take it in the spirit of it. No, 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 I'm not, I'm, not, I'm taking this. It's footage of me sitting in the waiting room 
And it's cut together of me playing air guitar. You really go for it, too. It's it's pretty cool. Well, Highway to Hell came on, and I always have to kind of air it up when that's on. Wait, it did? That's not good. This is a Christian enterprise. Oh, no. Well, it was on the whatever mix or whatever was on. Now I'm doing some pop and lock, and that was okay. Because I that also you're do not that as stuff. good at. Well, uh, Highway to Hell, I always try to go from air guitar to some break dancing. Sure, um, I, can, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, I just it, it, it's one of those songs. Like it just has like a good. Like as you're, I'm thinking of, and I'm almost started to do it in the thing. But look, this is horrifying. And now here's me. Oh, uh, I'm holding up the the coffee pot, and I'm pretending. Oh, this is so embarrassing. This is our favorite. This is our favorite. It's me. I would do a thing when I was a. I always wanted to be. I worked at a diner when I was a teenager, but they wouldn't let me like pour coffee for customers behind the counter and I always kind of wanted to and then it's me pretending I'm a waiter at a diner behind the counter and I'm pouring like invisible cups of coffee that sucks and now I'm juggling okay oh my god I can't even forget I'm not doing the is this the Macarena I'm doing how old is this thing it's, oh, this it's, is... it's maybe, it's like five years, but like the Macarona was way over five years ago. So we, we, we couldn't believe it when we, when we saw it. Mm-hmm. We just loved it. We thought, God, what is, what is uh, with this cat? He's, he's genius. Yeah. And now I'm throwing up an invisible pizza in the air as if I'm making pizza. It's another thing. I worked at a pizzeria when I was a teenager and I was wished I got a chance to make the pizza and they wouldn't let me. So I kind of sometimes pretend I'm making pizza. Right. You make it look really easy. They say it's very hard, but you mm-hmm. you really fling that thing and it, it as far as I can tell it never lifts. And now the one I'm watching, I wait it went up and now I'm waiting for it to come down. I'm like looking uh, I'm pointing my like craning my head up waiting for the pizza to come down from the sky. This is embarrassing. It's almost like God. a it, 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 it's like a, a a lost scene from Harley working or something. Yeah, that for uh, the hardly workings this uh late period Jerry Lewis movie where he's probably in his mid 50s and is uh he's got it's ironic that it's hardly working he's close to like retirement age and well he can't he can't get a job. He's yeah. <laughs> he You know what the best scene of that movie is and it's the best scene of his career, right? What is it? It's the donut scene, remember? <laughs> All right. What is I'll, the donut? I'll, I'll, Just refresh my memory. It's, it's the greatest thing that's ever been filmed, ever. All right. So he goes into the post office to get a job. And he, he like you said, he's probably in his 50s. He looks like he might be 70 at this point with jet black hair. It's great. Jet I love black it. hair. Like, yeah, I love it. So he's in the post office? He's in the post office, and he's sitting in front of the, you know, the, the postmaster's desk, and on the desk is this, this is, the, this is one of the first incidents of, of product placement that I can recall. Blatant Dunkin' Donuts, dozen donuts on the desk, and he hasn't eaten that morning, 
so he's really hungry. Barnaby, that's the that's his character. And Barnaby. And, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a group from from New Jersey that actually wrote a song about it. It's called Barnaby Hardly Working, and they're called Skid Row. I didn't know Skid Row did that. I've yeah. heard that song. Oh, yeah. See, yeah, okay, that's cool. What have you heard someone cover it? I thought that was a Yola Tango song. Who's he? He's a, a Hoboken rocker. Okay, like Frank Sinatra. Cool. Um, Kinda, yeah. So, it, so Barnaby's he's at his in his chair and he's waiting for this, the interview to start so he can get the job. And the the main post guy is wearing he's he's reading his paper and all the while. Barnaby is just eyeing these donuts, and he's just he's salivating, and he starts running his finger around the corner of the box, and all the while the guy is peeping behind his newspaper, and he sees him doing it, and he starts to like make little inroads to touching the donuts because he's so starving, and then it goes on for a while, and then finally the guy says, "Do you want a donut?" And Barnaby goes, "Where are they?" I think it's the greatest thing that's ever happened. It's maybe on Earth. So that's like beyond movies. Yeah, like happenstance. Just the greatest, one of the greatest events of Earth. I is this I think is so. this I, late period Jerry Lewis movie? Just this scene. I mean, I think it goes. I think it goes. Invention of the wheel. Uh, anesthesia. Uh, probably something else, and then this scene. Sure. Well, that that obviously uh, that obviously tracks. Uh, well, look, you know. I I think you I think you need to relax and just chill out about these videos because people love them. They really do. It's really cool stuff. I I don't know. I don't know. This is not. This well, is a look. bummer. I did not expect any of this. I thought I was getting some muffler work done, and now apparently I'm uh, a YouTube. Uh, boob you say youtube boob i say influencer and speaking of influencing i'm going to cut to the chase here i really would appreciate it if you would resubmit a new more positive review where you give me straight 14s and i don't know maybe even say i saved you from choking on a danish you jammed in your face or something absolutely not oh please come on i'm so close no. Please, if, if I just get one more per- perfect report, I ascend to Grand Supreme Level 8 Keyholder status for the entire McMuffler Mania chain. What? Yeah, it's, uh, well, it, I mean, it, it's a very prestigious title, and, you know, you get all the cool things with it. I get a, a, a neat headband. They give you a, a gold-plated oil can, and it's a, I think the, a check for at least $65. It's so cool. But the biggest perk of, the, of, of attaining that level eight status, mm-hmm. I get to pick the music for the next McMuffler Mania corporate retreat. It's super cool. The next McMuffler Mania corporate retreat, you pick the, the music? Yeah. The what, what does that mean? Who am I going to pick? Well, it's no, no. What does that awesome. even mean to pick the music? What is music? 
played at the thing? I get to, yeah, I get to take the band to play there. Oh, the band to play there. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. What, what are you thinking? It's, well, I, I know who I'm getting. It's pretty obvious. Um, I mean, there's only really one choice for a, a, a well, yeah, like a party vibe, and that, that of course, is Gil Metzinger's Shine On Off featuring Mel Yoder. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. So who are the animals? Because I don't oh, smell, I don't smell them. them. They're really good. I mean, these guys are so much better than the original Shanana. You think the other guys nailed the dip, 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 dips? These guys cremate the dip, 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 dips. It's so cool. They're, they really are the best. They don't wear any of the hokey outfits either, so it's you know it's guys in their late sixties wearing khakis. It's pretty cool. Gil, what is it? what is his name? Gil Metzinger. He was he was the fifth bass player. I mean, he wasn't even close to Woodstock, but he you know he was. I think he joined in. Gosh, I want to say eighty nine. Okay. Yeah. So so it's a guy who joined Sean on eighty nine. His name is at the front of the line now. Yeah, but don't forget Mel Yoder. He's great. Mm, okay. Well, that sounds like... Yeah. So people just making sure with Shanana that it's Gil Metzinger's version with Mel Yoder. Yeah, because I think there's seven others out there floating around. Sure. A whole lot of... Yeah. It's probably a good thing cell phones didn't exist in the 60s because... I could you could picture people on like the New York Thruway stuck in traffic to get to Woodstock, and then they would hear they talk to their friend like, "What's going on there?" It's like, "Oh, there's some guys up here doing uh, at the hop," and they would just turn around. Like Woodstock would have been half empty. That, wait, that 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 that's my that's not even my parents' music. I don't know what that is. Dip to dip to dip. But I'll tell you, man, those dip to dips cut the way these guys do it. You're gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna blow people's heads, heads and faces okay. apart. It's gonna be great. Hey, speaking sure. of cool doo-wop. Yeah. Did not see you in New Bridgetown Square the other night when they showed that, that new Frank Zappa, uh, flick that either Bill or Ted, uh, directed on, on the Jumbotron. The, the whole, the whole town was there. It was great. Yeah, yeah, everybody came out for the the big uh thing. I was not there. I watched it on on at home. Okay. Well, yeah. Um well, like I said, people loved it and, and and this was like people from 9 to 90 and you know people were going nuts and from what I hear they're going to put a Frank Zappa statue in that square next year. And in, in, to, to honor why? Because they showed the movie. I guess so, and and people just had such a strong 
positive reaction to everything about him. You know, they they just loved his attitude. His very uh, was very very cordial and respectful of, of everybody. And from what I hear, this statue is going to be Frank Zappa conducting an orchestra with his baton in one hand, while he taps his cigarette ash on Mozart's head with the other hand. That and guess what. Guess what the legend says at the bottom? What does it say? You're welcome. Uh, look, I, I did not attend this uh, this uh, public screening of the thing. Even I was not up. Even with masks on, I'm just not up for a public thing like that. It seems very shaky and uh, kind of against the the spirit of where we're at right now in terms of the pandemic. So. Oh, it- it wasn't a Halloween thing. It, it was Halloween was, was like two months ago. What are you talking about? No, like masks to, for for COVID to kind of. I thought that was over. No, that's not over. Oh no! Well, I, well we couldn't have, have worn masks anyway because how could we eat our popcorn and drink our soda pop? Yeah, I guess that's the. That's the real conundrum, huh? I guess that you. Yep. The uh, I, I I Frank Zappa. The only th- idea I have for this, and God help me for pitching an idea to help put a Frank Zappa statue in downtown. Um, <clears throat> what if, no matter what side of the statue you're on. You're looking at his back. Like, it always manages to, like, frustrate you somehow. Oh, I like it. But can you still tell that, that he's he thinks he's better than you, even though if you can only see his back? That's true. Maybe once in a while. Maybe either. Maybe you get. Most people get the back. But some people just see the condescending smirk that he has that on his face. Got it. Okay. I think that's a great idea because it's important that we see the smirk. Yeah. As he explains how he could, he could be writing hits, but he just chooses not to. Absolutely. No, I, I agree. Hey, speaking of, speaking of hits, um, everyone's got their favorite Zappa song. I'm going to guess what yours is. All right. Okay. Here we go. Okay. It's gotta. It's gotta be um, dental hygiene dilemma. It's up there. It's not the not the biggie right. though. Okay. Is it uh, electric antimima? That's that's close. Top five. Not number uh, one though. Harder than harder than your husband. That's it. Yeah. You, I knew it. I knew it. I was going to say hot and putrid, but but I knew it. Wow. See, I I, I can, I got I got a little bit of uh, what's it called? What's that called? The uh, the uh, not the vapors. What do they call it? Intuition. Sure, you've got a little bit of intuition with with Zappas. Like you can look at someone and figure what their favorite Zappa song is. A- absolutely. Like I I can go. I can just meet a, a whoever on the street, and I'll go. You know what? You look like. Let me see here. And then you're like looking them up and down. I'm assuming. Yeah, 
getting a read, and I go, you are a hot poop, man. And, I, okay. and I'm usually right. Yeah. Sure. Uh, hey, look, look, I, I got to run soon. We're putting the final touches on, on uh, this year's comp. And I, I got to say, you really outdid yourself uh, on this. On, on, on this. So I can't believe you uh, acted out. I don't... I can't believe this. you did both John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John's parts while you sang an a cappella version of You're the One That I Want. Yeah. It's, it was pretty impressive. And I got to say, it was the first time we've been both mortified for you and in awe of you. So that's, that's a pretty good accomplishment. Th thank you, I guess. I guess I can thank you. Absolutely. And, um, look, I really, really need you to resubmit that question there with all 14. Capiche? No, Todd, I'm not doing it. Well, look, remember that McMuffler Mania app you installed here last week? Oh, yeah, I do remember the app. You, the, you mean the app that you forced me to install on my phone that's been burning through my in my battery on my phone, my phone dies and like, it's like, it's like, it's, 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 it's like it's using seven times the, the power now. The battery oh life God. is thank awful. Oh, thank God. I thought you were going to say it made your phone explode when you stood near not even a microwave, but a traditional oven. Wait, oh, that, that is, thing. that's happening to people? I don't know, just to a few people. What, what do you mean by a few people? What's your definition of a few people? Seven hundred thirty-six minutes ago. Well, what? What is that, Todd? Seven hundred thirty-six as of ten minutes ago. Why? That their phones. Why? Because the, their phones are exploding. That's terrible. <laughs> Stay out of the kitchen. You don't need to be on your phone in the kitchen. You should be cooking or eating. Yeah, Stop. you're right. It's their know. fault. It's their fault for bringing, for using their phone in their homes. Well, look, everything, every, like, the, like that woman says to, to uh, either Henry Winkler or, or Michael Keaton in uh, Night Shift, oh, you pay. Like yeah, you pay on for everything. You know, there's a good and a bad side to everything. You could walk outside and get awarded the publisher's clearinghouse check, or you could get hit by a kid on a minibike. Right in the car. Or you could not make people install an app that could potentially make their phone explode. Look, if you don't change my rating to a 14, that app is going to upload your most embarrassing photo in your phone, not only to your Instagram, but to the Instagrams of all the people you follow. And I bet you follow a lot of FPs, a lot of celebs, right? Yeah, a couple. Yeah. Well, look, I've seen the picture in question, and let's just say I'd be mortified if I was you. The, a photo that's on my phone? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. I don't know what. I think you, I, yes. I think you know what it is. I don't know. No. Well, you'll find uh, out. You'll find out. Hey, 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 speaking of, of uh, uh, stuff, um, 
When we were rifling through your car for change, we found a bunch of issues of Progressive Rock Digest magazine. And I just want to say that we think it's super cool that you write for it under the pen name Wake Rickman. It's very clever. You figured that out? Yes. I, I know rock music. Yeah. I mean, I, I did. I do it because I don't want to take attention away from the... Uh, I don't want to take attention. I want the, the, the articles to stand on their own. I think that's, I think that, that's very smart. Although I, I, will, I will say I think we probably differ on our appreciation of, of Prague. Um, my, my landlord says that Prague is for eggheads who um, honestly don't know how to bring the thunder in the boudoir. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Wow, but I, I so, look, I... Uh, I think the music is for everybody, and I don't think it's some, you can't make a, a judgment like that. I can see that. I can see that. But, uh, hey, you know, speaking of music, I have something for tonight's topic. Oh, ident- the identify it thing we're doing? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the song I, I've heard so many times, I, I don't know what it is. And, and it's, okay, it, um... It's 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 heavy and it sounds like well, there's some like weird processing happening, and, okay. and the singer, he sounds like a big robot, and he goes, <clears throat> "I am Iron Face." And there's that? a it's like hard rock. Yes. And he says, "I I am Iron Face." Yes. Yeah. Uh, do would you know the riff by any chance? If I if I I think I might have a a feeling of what this might be. Well, honestly, it's really scary, so I always turn it off at that point. So I I I assume it's like hard rock. Yeah, it is. It is. I I. But you don't know the riff. You just shut it off as soon as he says, "I am Iron Face." I do. Yeah, because it sounds like mm-hmm. he's throwing up at first. It goes like, <gasps> and then I am Iron Face. Yeah, it's it's Iron Man is the name of the song by Black Sabbath. Ooh. It's a huge hit. I don't think so. Black, it's not. No, it's not Black Sabbath. Sure is. Is it? Yes. Oh wait, I'm I'm thinking of Black Francis, who I guess is more of a person than a band, right? Yes, he's the singer for the Pixies. Okay. Well, irregardless, my landlord says it's I Am Iron Face, and he's been to a ton of big concerts, sometimes even on the floor, so he'd know. Okay. All right. Well, it's Iron Man. Well, but. I guess we could argue, argue about that all, all night, but, uh, you know, I know they played, uh, Black Sabbath played, played Madison Square Garden a lot, and, and um, you know, my landlord says that you're not a real rock star until you play the garden. So they're rock stars. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. That's that's a, your your landlord says that. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I can I ask you what the deal with your landlord is? You seem to well, keep I, mentioning I your landlord. I, I, I don't like that tone uh, 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 when you're talking about my landlord because you should respect my landlord because he was in a pretty big rock band back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, so well, tell me more about your landlord. 
Well, he was in a very big rock band. Can you tell us what band your landlord was in? They were and are called Aerosmith. Your landlord was in Aerosmith. Yes, yeah, and he, uh, okay. Truthfully, he, he wasn't one of the originals. His his name is Rick Dufay, and he, he was in the band for about four years. But it was that period where Joe Perry and Brad Whitford were out of the band. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So <clears throat> it, it's he he has very fond memories of of being in the band, even though it, it was Aerosmith's lowest point in terms of you know creativity and commercial success, but he, he's got great stories, and he, he, he said the guys really loved each other, but you're like this. There was this one weird thing about their bassist, uh, Tom Hamilton, that, that really kind of bugged everybody else in the band. Uh-huh. What well, is it? The guys really respected Tom, because he, he's the guy that came up with that, that bass intro for... Um, What's it? Sweet emotion, you know, doom, doom, zig, doom, doom, whatever that is. Sure. You know, so that, that's a that's a big part of that song. So whenever he'd come in and say, "I, I have a, a a new idea for a song," the guys would get excited. So, but, but from what my landlord says, from draw the line on, Tom would always bring in the same song for each record, and but pretend he hadn't brought it in before. And and he'd start singing the song, and then they'd realize it was the same song they rejected for the last album, and the album before that, etc. So he kept bringing in the same thing over and over, and would act like he had a new idea. Exactly, exactly. And the song is pretty weird. Okay. What um, what, what is it? Well, my my landlord. Only sang it to me. I, I gotta say, I hate how you say my landlord. It really. Well he's, well, he's a big part of my life, Tom. Okay, well, go on with your land story about your landlord. Well, now you're mad, and I don't like it. No, I'm not mad. I just uh, it's a, it's it's just odd, to be honest. Okay, well, it's spe- odd. Speaking speaking of odd, the song in question is called the Popcorn Bowls. The popcorn bowls. Yes, and from the way my landlord described it, oh, it, I, it cuts what? through me. It cuts through me, Todd. I don't get it. I don't know, but from the way my landlord described it, oh, it's, it's, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'll stop. It just—it's you like you're talking about like some god. Never mind. Well, Tell me the way your landlord I mean, talks me, about. It. No, no, okay. no. The way your landlord uh, talks about it. He says it's kind of like a forerunner of that that um, that song Christmas shoes. Do you remember that song? <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. It's kind of in that bland ultra schmaltzy kind of uh, vaguely like almost country kind of song, but it's not country. It's just like it's almost music for people who don't think they like music or don't know that they like music. Sure. All right. So as I said before, he only sang it to me once, but it's been burned into my mind. All right. And I'll sing it for you if you'd like, just the first, the first little verse. Okay. Please do. It was like, 
Grandma loved her grandkids, but she was from a different world, a world of model teas and doilies and the comedy of Milton Berle. When us kids would go to her house, she always wore a nice blouse. She didn't get our jokes, but she was a wonderful host, always quick with a warm popcorn bowl. I still miss those popcorn bowls, popcorn bowls, popcorn bowls. Dear Grandma's ever-loving popcorn bowls. And the rest of the song is six more minutes. About your about his grandmother and the popcorn bowls. Yes, and there's this whole scene where where the grandmother gets kidnapped. Nothing weird happens, but it, it she gets it's it, it involves like a, a an ocean journey. It's really crazy stuff, Tom. And then every, at the at the end of every verse, he comes back to his fondness for the popcorn bowls. And now this was supposed to be potentially a song for Aerosmith. Uh, it could have potentially been on uh, Night in the Ruts. <laughs> so it would have just been like, you'd be listening to an Aerosmith record, and it would be like, like back in the saddle again, and then yep. Popcorn Bowls would be the next song. Popcorn Bowls, yeah, yeah. And I guess he wanted to sing it, too. So it, okay. it like... I, yeah, he, it would be, be crazy. But my landlord still keeps in touch with Joey Kramer, the drummer. And every time Aerosmith starts a new record in the studio, Joey texts my landlord with day one, dot, 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 the countdown begins, dot, dot, dot. And then without fail, maybe in the next two weeks or so, uh-huh. the, te- the text comes in. Houston, the popcorn bowls have landed. Oh, so it's just a it's a it's an endless. It was an endless joke. He's still doing it, apparently. Still, he's still doing it. They're uh, so they're on their they're basically on their last legs as a band now. Yeah, and he's still pushing popcorn bowls. As far as I know, he wanted to bluesify it for honking on Bobo. A bluesy version of a song about grandma's popcorn bowls. Yeah. Well, this, popcorn this is bowls. Yeah. harmonica. Yeah. Sure. Popcorn bowls. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's a that's a that's a look behind the curtain, huh? Very much. Very much. Oh no. Oh my God. What? What what's going on? Oh my god! What's wrong? Oh my god! My my coworker Morty he just sent me a, a this oh no this link to a YouTube page. It's called the Further Adventures. I can't say the word. My dip s hit tenant. The Further Adventures of my dip s hit tenant. Sure, sure, gotcha. Oh my okay. god! What is it? It's just video. It's video after video of me doing things that. Seemed normal at the time, but now I can see seemed very, very weird. Tom, my landlord has been filming me this whole time. Uh-huh, well, I could just pulled oh it up. God. Ah, no. Oh my god! Oh no, this is you. No, no. Oh my god! 
Oh, my God, please, please don't describe in great detail to your listening audience what you see in these videos. Please. Oh, no, no, but it's a, it's a tribute to you or whatever you said. It's like, yeah. Oh. Uh, Okay, here, here you are. It looks like you're. No, no. Like you got a little blanket fort going in your, and you're trapped in it. It looks like you don't know how to get out of the blanket fort. I, cu I couldn't get out. Oh. <laughs> it looks like you're scared. I am. Uh, now you're now you got a, a couch cushion on the ground, and you're you're kind of bounding around the living room like you're on a little dirt bike. Oh no! Is can that what that is? Vrooms? Can you hear my vrooms? I can see your. I can see you making the vrooms. I can't hear it. Oh no! Okay, now my you're. My is trashed. Now you're in workout clothes, and you're. <gasps> all right, you're getting down to do a push-up. It looks like. Uh, and you just you you did <laughs> you didn't Stop even laughing. finish one. You're on the ground. Oh my god, you're not moving. It looks like you're actually like unconscious. I was for, I was unconscious for at least six minutes. All right, now looks like you're hosting is are you pretending to host some kind of talk show or something? No, I'm the couch guest. You're a couch okay, you're yeah, that's what it is. It looks like clearly and okay, this is this is creepy. It's like you're. I <laughs> this is like this is like some king of comedy stuff here. It's like you're talking to Johnny or whoever, like whatever the host is of the talk show, and you're you're just mugging and you're doing fake laughing and you're as if you're having a conversation with nobody. Oh no! <laughs> Can you tell me I'm? I'm doing like a, a pretend snake, like like I Jack. What's his name is there? And I put a snake around me. Yeah, no. It looks like the animal segment is on, and you're you just jumped up on the chair. Yes, as, I thought it was funny. As if you were scared of an animal that was brought out on the talk show. Oh man! All right, stop, please. No, I, I, you look now. You're. Wait, what is this? I just saw this. I don't even know what I need. It's just saw. I need to watch this one. You slipped on a banana peel and you landed oh, no. in a pie. Like a, like a oh. banana whipped cream, banana cream pie. I don't know. It, what, it looks what like. Are, what, are the, <laughs> what are the odds? I made a banana cream pie and I dropped a peel on the floor and then I flipped on it i went face first into the pie yeah this is this is oh look you're doing the same thing i was doing pouring the coffee <laughs> it looks that's literally what i did <laughs> and you humiliated me you did it. it looked oh, funny man. when i did it but i guess it's cool when you did it I thought it was, but now I'm feeling, oh, man. Yeah, and now you're doing the same thing with the pizza. Oh, you threw a pizza, but now you just start shooting at it. You pulled, like, an invisible gun out as if it's, like, a skeet shooting. Yeah, it's like a variation on what you did. Brought my own thing to the table. Yeah, it doesn't feel so good, huh? No, it doesn't. And you know what, Tom? What, what's that, Todd? 
it really feels like the the tables have have turned and uh, well the cables have okay. turned is that what you said the, yes i've never heard that expression the cables have turned no it's tables that doesn't well, make the, sense. okay it's never mind okay it's like the exploiter has become the exploited uh-huh it really feels with feels like what what went around came around and just a very apropos lesson to be learned on this this very special day the lesson you learned Todd, I think he played a little bit of instant karma. I think that was. You still, he's gone. Hmm? Okay. Wow. Yeah, the exploiter became the exploited. It happens. <laughs>